The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Our Constitution works. Welcome to the revolution. Live action. Sir, we have restored radio contacts. Showtime. It is open. Are you guys ready for this? Well, we warned you. You like it? We are guaranteed free speech, but no one is guaranteed the right not to be offended by anything. It's what this country desperately needs at this time. Jeez, oh, geez. I don't know what you're talking about. You can't handle the truth. You can't stop the revolution. Smell it. Sense its presence. We interrupt this program. How's this for a funny rise? Who are these people? Gentlemen, this is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. Archery Unlocked. They say we're young and we don't know. We won't find out until we shoot a doe. Wow, radio couldn't get any better. Well, I don't know him. Oh, that's true, because I shot elk and mountain lion too. Ladies and gentlemen. That took courage. Bows and arrows. Bows and arrows. Oh, yes, that was amazing. Mrs. Oh, Bunny, yeah. Jimbo. Yeah, you guys actually look like Sonny and Cher. Um, our Sherlock Secrets to Success on today's show. I'm pretty pumped. We're actually going to be joined by Mr. Tom Miranda himself. Matthew's Territory is wild. He's a Make cool sure guy. you watch it on Sundays at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Also, Adventure Bowhunter is not currently airing, but... uh. Wait for it, it'll be back. And hey, Ralph and Vicky Sianzarulo, they have the choice with Ralph and Vicky. That is Monday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, plus uh, Archer's Choice, two great shows. Mrs. Bunny, you're going to be doing a doubleheader, and I think uh, Tom is, right? And, and you can get Miranda eyes with him. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> All right, so Mrs. Bunny, what are you going to be talking about in this first installment with Mrs. Bunny? Let's blood trail some wounded deer. Ooh. All right, Mrs. Bunny, she's out for blood, and she's brought to you by Nissan. Mrs. Bunny, the blood trailing queen is brought to you by Nissan. Are you really the blood trailing queen? I don't, I don't, I mean, I hope not because that means I'm probably not the best shot ever. Do you know when Bunny is actually tracking like deer or elk? Uh-huh. You know what plays? I see trails of blood. Clumps of hair. Some over here and some over there. I'm kind of a big deal. All right, so Archery Unlocked, Secrets to Success. Mrs. Bunny, take it away. Yeah. You're talking about uh, uh, trailing a wounded animal. Right. You know, it's not the best situation to be in if you're having to trail a deer, you know, a long distance at all. So you need to be able to know. We've all done it, though. Yeah, it's a really unfortunate situation. You don't feel good about it. But you need to be able to know how to go about it in order to recover your animal. Yeah. So a few things. If you want to be able to find it, you need to be able to recognize the blood and um, things, what that means, what the different... Different shades Right, what they mean for where you hit it. And that will also tell you if you need to trail or if you need to hold off and wait. 
So, if it hits in the leg, a shot in the leg often exits the scene with an unusual gait. You might see blood on the leg, or you might see it hop or leap attempting to escape. Yeah. Your best chance for recovering a deer shot in the leg is to pursue the animal with vigor. Don't get, you know, get on it. Um, blood and scuffed up leaves should give you clues as to the buck's whereabouts. Uh, obviously, a lot of times, if you hit it in the leg, that is a non-fatal shot, you oh, know, depending no. on where you get it. And, you know, no one wants to leave an animal like that. So you now, need to get on it and go after him. One time with Jimbo's 300, I shot a deer that was quartering away running. Hit it in the rear leg, hit an artery, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much blew it its leg off. Like 15 feet. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it dropped instantly. Right. But that was with the 300 Win Mag. Yeah. And we're not talking uh, with a we're, bow. Here. We're talking no. archery. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No. So, no. Uh, next one, liver hit. Okay. The presence of dark red blood, it's a dead giveaway for a liver shot. Yeah. The rule of thumb is to wait an hour or two before picking up the trail of a liver shot deer because unless they're disturbed, you'll usually find the animal with 150 yards of where you shot him. So, don't. Don't push them. Pawn shots or gut shots. If you suspect that you have gut shot an animal, you need to leave and wait at least yeah. six to eight hours before you start blood trailing. Let it lay down and die. Right. Yeah. Your second and the more difficult option would be to keep the deer in sight all day long if you can by being stealthy and using your binoculars and watching it. Yeah. Because a deer hit in the gut will bed down several times before it finally dies. And since there's little to no blood oftentimes, staying where you can keep an eye on him can be a wise strategy. But that is banking on the fact that you can actually keep an eye on him, which is not always easy. I think that is one of the toughest things about archery hunting. I mean, obviously, you should be proficient with your your bow that you can make a killing shot. But Murphy's ethically. Law comes into effect. If anything can go wrong, it's it going to go wrong. Right. And to take a follow-up shot is almost impossible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, it does happen and people have done it. More likely than not, you're not going to be presented with that opportunity. Right. Yeah. Now, what it, what happens, you know, you, a lot of times you find blood that's kind of foamy and bubbly. Yeah, that's lung shot. Which is a good shot, but if they're hit high in the lungs, they can go a long way. They can go a long way because that lung has to fill up with blood before they expire. Right. And how many times have we shot a deer? Uh-huh. And I know Jimbo's had this, and you know you hit them good. You could tell by their body posture, but there's no blood at all. You yeah, especially in the lighter calibers, and I'm talking about yeah. from 243 on down, like two, 30, uh, 25 out six, and even some people use a 223, which I don't suggest. But you can hit them in the body, and there's nothing to go on. Well, the thing is, we're talking about archery hunting. Sometimes, if you're using a mechanical broadhead, they don't open all the way. We've had you, that. You shot one one time that the mechanical didn't open, just made and a so puncture like, wound. Yeah, it was just like shooting like, a field tip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so trailed that little sucker forever. He ended up living, didn't die. Um, but you know, you can watch by body posture. Uh, were you going to say this, Bunny? Oh. Yeah, actually, he was uh, selling pencils outside of Walmart. <laughs> he seemed really tense, and I just wanted to give a back rub. <laughs> um, but you know, hunched back, you know, pay attention to their tail. And they always want to ring bells. Thank you for that. What else you got, Mrs. Buddy? <laughs> well, so when all else fails, sorry, it went off. No, it's all right. When all else fails, here's a few other things. Play it straight. Wounded deer aren't usually going to make a whole, b- a whole bunch of turns and circle around and stuff. They're most often going to run straight away on a path of least resistance. They just want to get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah. So um, try to follow. When when you're trailing, uh, try to follow the trail and stay sh- going straight ahead as much as you can. Uh, flag it. Use toilet paper or surveyor tape or whatever to mark every drop of blood or other such sign. Oh, yeah. In, in Trav's case, it would be pieces of sock. There you I go. do that. Yes. <laughs> uh, slow I take and- Jimbo's socks with me. Oh. Yeah. Uh, go <laughs> I slow. I they don't fit. <laughs> don't uh, don't uh, just crash along through the woods too quickly. Take an, only a, one or two other searchers with you. That way, if you are trailing something and they have bedded down somewhere, that you tromping through isn't going 
going to scare them off and send you on another chase. Yeah. And then uh, technically, if you want to use, if you are um, on a cold case and you're trying to find a, a product such as um, the Primos's uh, Blood Hunter Light or oh, yeah. blood tracking sprays, yeah. uh, they're always uh, in your arsenal if you need them when a trail goes cold. Yeah, nothing worse than, than you're coming up and it's you know, normally you're going to be shooting at last light. Oh, yeah. You've wounded them and now... Holy cow! You're you're starting to track them, but it's gotten dark on you. Yeah, that this uh, this feeling. Light, this light is uh, uh, valuable. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Absolutely. All right, Miss Bunny, is that Primo, it? Primo's Blood Hunter light. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's it, guys. That's it. You know what I always do? What's that? This time of year, really starting in August, I watch a lot of The Hunger Games. Katniss Everdeen. Katniss Everdeen. That is a stupid name. District Twelve. Have you ever met anybody named Katniss Everdeen? I've never met anybody named. That Katniss. was my cousin's name. <laughs> That's a strange name. All right, so Archery Unlocked Secrets to Success on today's show. Coming up after the break, don't go anywhere. We've got the legend himself, Tom Miranda. He is on deck from a Matthews Territories Wild. It's on Outdoor Channel Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, plus Adventure Bow Hunter. Big shout out, though, to Mrs. Bunny. You did so good. Thank you. Uh, big shout out also to Outdoor Channel, OutdoorChannel.com forward slash Revolution. Nissan, NissanUSA.com. Remington. Remington.com. Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. High Mount Seasonings. H jerky.com. Alright, here is a word for Mark. Now, you're going to be coming back later, and you're going to be talking about what, Miss Bunny? Some long-range accuracy tips. Alright, now this is with a bow. Yes. Ah, did you not know we're talking about archery hunting? <laughs> I'm going to ask you Tom. A, you Tom, a, are we talking about archery? Who's Tom? Miranda. Miranda. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here is a word from Mark. Don't next. go anywhere. Tom is coming up next. Also, Mrs. Bunny later in the show. Uh, let's get to a break. Accuracy matters most. As a rule, below average to average shooters need a bow that's more forgiving of operator error, which usually means something on the longer and heavier side, which is more stable and easier to hold on target, and on the slower side because it's easier to hold at full draw without creeping forward. Good shooters who don't need as much forgiveness can reasonably opt for something shorter, lighter, and a bit faster. JimandTrav.com. Hunter tested. Mother approved. My son has a favorite saying, Dad, don't worry about it. Things will work out. When death is close, started to wonder if he had died that night. Will you respond? You can't make the situation any better, but you can sure make it worse. When is that point when they're looking for a body? All that was in my mind was save my brother. I gotta save my brother. I just refused to die. Fight to Survive, season premiere, Saturday, October 3rd, 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. If you're like us, you love the outdoors. It's that special place where you can forget the day-to-day and just unwind. It's your sanctuary, your heaven on earth. We're in the same boat, which is why we built just the vehicle to take you there, the 2015 Nissan Titan. It's our biggest, baddest, most capable pickup truck that sports a beefy 317 horsepower from a massive V8 engine, complete with a one-ton payload and up to a hardcore 9,500 pounds of towing capability, giving you more than enough power to get your boat out of the driveway and into the lake. See you out on the water. Nissan, innovation that excites. Available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. Uh, I state your name. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. I state your name. Presented by Outdoor Channel. With liberty and fraternity for all. Amen. Now, here are the boys. 
Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard from old Miss Bunny, and she talked about blood trilling. You know, that's really almost a science. Yeah, so when she hurts me, you'll be able to track me at <laughs> I can, night. I can find you. All right, so Archery Unlocked, Secrets to Success on today's show. We are being joined by... Tom Miranda. He's a legend! In his own mind. He is a rock star! We love him. He is the ultimate bow hunter himself, Mr. Tom Miranda. Make sure you watch Matthew's Territories Wild. That is uh, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, plus Adventure Bow Hunter 2 Splendiferous. Shows. I love that word. Uh, anyways, no, you were telling us during the break, uh, Mr. Tom, about the World Hunting Award. I, I think what you said you're going to be presented with in February. Uh, congratulations on that, man. Tell us about it. In 2011, I finished the Super Slam in North American Big Game, and the Fly Club guys called me and said, You know, you, we've seen your shows for 30 years and you hunt all over the world. You know, can you send us a list of your animals? And one thing led to another, and I sent them a list, and they said, gosh, you know, you were, like, really close to the World Hunting Award if you were to shoot oh. these other 34 species. So, uh, <laughs> from 2011 till this year, I've been working on that, and that's why I've been hunting Ibex and uh, Turkey and Spain and hunting all over for all these uh, different species, and I finally finished it. So, in uh, February, I get awarded the... The SCI World Hunting Award ring, which only four other bow hunters have gotten. Yeah. Now, of course, you started way back in the uh, in the eighties on this whole uh, situation. Uh, now, what bow did you start with back then? You know, of course, you know the the uh, uh, recurve was a big thing back then. But now, of course, I don't think you can even find a recurve anymore. Can you? Oh yeah, there's plenty of recurves and longbows available out there. And uh, my first bow was a a Fred Bear Kodiak. Uh, recurve bow and that was back in the early 70s uh but uh when i finally started doing tv stuff and videos i started with a mcpherson bow which um actually is matthews today oh, wow. and in okay. between, i moved around yeah uh, matt mcpherson owned mcpherson archery for several years and ended up selling the trademarks and patents to that and then started another company uh working on the solo cam and uh, that became Matthews. So his first name is the company now, and his last name was the company before, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> All right, so uh, you're listening to Tom Miranda. Make sure you watch Matthews Territories Wild on Outdoor Channel, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Now, you, you were talking just a little bit ago about how essential it is to hit the deer in the vitals, to take him out ethically, take him down as quickly as possible. Um, Jimbo and I were discussing a, a little while ago before the show started um, – the difference between a mechanical broadhead and a fixed blade broadhead, which do you prefer and why? Well, I shot Muzzy fixed blade broadheads for 15 years, and I think they're an amazing, amazing uh, broadhead. And uh, I think that when it comes to a marginal shot, they do, the, they do incredible damage. When I started shooting a Rage Slip Cam, which is an open-on-impact broadhead six years ago, uh-huh. and uh, it's uh, just the technology. Back in the, when the original open-on-impact or uh, mechanical broadhead started, the, the technology just wasn't there. The, the steel that the blades were made out of would break, and they wouldn't always deploy, or sometimes they would deploy too soon. And the advantage of an open-on-impact broadhead is that, it, that, that the tip itself is more like a field tip, and it flies more like an arrow that you would practice with. So uh, typically a, a, a broadhead that has fixed blades, you know, the blades themselves can become wings or become uh, a way to steer the arrow. And so you have to balance your arrows and tune your arrows when you use fixed blade broadheads, whereas in the open on impact, you don't. And uh, I, I currently shoot the Rage two-blade extreme broadhead. 
had very good success with it. It's a, it's actually an amazing tool. Yeah. Well, you know, I I ran into you at the uh, chat show a couple of years ago, and of course we've talked on the phone numerous times. But I was surprised at how tall you are. And then I I saw on this Wikipedia again that your your draw length is only twenty eight inches. What the heck's going on with that? <laughs> Well, I'm just six foot tall, so I don't know if that's, uh, you know, it's definitely not uh, NBA. Type <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, I use a string loop on the back of my bow, and I like to, I like to, um, I use a kisser button on the string, so I don't pull the bow really back behind my head like a lot of guys do. Uh, but if you have a string loop on the bow, you're going to attach a release to that. That adds about an inch, so that would bring me to 29. And then just the way I mount the kisser button in my on the end of my lip, uh, the kisser button basically helps. It's a device that goes on the string that helps you with your form and I shoot with both eyes open so I don't use a peep sight and uh, I have to have perfect form in order to shoot accurately and that that kisser button helps me with that so uh, you know that's one of the cool things about you know archery is that it's um, it, it is a sport I mean you do have to have some finesse and you have to have technique and and, and everything to and you have to practice to be a good archer it's not like putting a shell on a rifle and using a scope that's perfectly sighted in and the first <laughs> shot's always perfect. Tom Miranda, Matthews Territories Wild, uh, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, we're going to come up to a break here in just a minute. Uh, before we go, though, what is your draw weight, man? I shoot 72 pounds. Oh. Uh, they both come in 70, uh, but if you crank them all the way down, you typically can get 72. Back in the early days, uh, maybe we don't have time for this, but on ESPN in the original days, we weren't allowed to show the impact. And when we finally were, if an animal, if the arrow didn't pass all the way through the animal, we weren't allowed to show the hit. And so I used to shoot an 80-pound bow uh, on all my hunts just so the arrows would go all the way through and we could cut back to the animal running off. And it was an important part of the legitimizing and making the hunt authentic. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, my elephant hunt, I had to use a 94-pound draw bow, so you can oh. get up there in the way. Holy cow. All right, so uh, would you mind sticking around for a two-parter? we got to get to a break. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we're talking with uh, Mr. Tom Miranda, Matthews Territories Wild. Once again, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Big shout-out, though, to Outdoor Channel, also Remington and Nissan. Here is a word from Mark. We will return right after this with Tom Miranda. New JimandTrav.com. Log in. Stay connected by connecting to us. Check out the vault with show archives. Jim's blog. Trav's take. It's this website that's got like everything. Expert advice, buyer bust, and cooking with Mrs. Bunny under the happenings tab. Enter to win awesome prizes from High Mountain Seasonings and a signed copy of Tim McWalsh's book, How to Survive Anything. Plus a lot of other cool crap I just don't have time to tell you about. Connect with the boys via email or Facebook. Listen anytime. In the truck, at work, in a blind, or at home. If it's hunter-related or newsworthy, check up with it here. JimandTrav.com Every animal has adapted to survive. As humans, we have learned from those adaptations to become better hunters. We're the planet's top predator, but we didn't get here alone. I'm Remy Warren. I plan to immerse myself in nature and hunt like an animal. The way of the hunter is a humbling path. Apex Predator, series premiere, Thursday, October 1st at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. 
Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. When you're hunting dangerous game, trouble can sneak up on you from any angle. Well, in the gun cabinet, rust and corrosion can do the same to your guns, and you won't know it until it's too late. Over time, gun care products break down and lose their ability to prevent rust. To protect your equipment, Remington Gun Care reminds you to inspect and clean your guns twice a year, even in climate-controlled environments. Remington Gun Care. Look for it wherever you buy your favorite shooting supplies. It's Archery Unlocked. Secrets to success on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel. And now, part two with the legendary Tom Miranda. Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, where the heck you been? No, we had uh, Tom Miranda. He was just on, had a great uh, interview with him, and now this is part two. This is the double header. This is the dose of the double right here. Uh, our, <laughs> dose? I don't know how to speak Spanish. Uh, Heart Street Unlocked Secrets to Success on today's show. Burrito. Uh, like Jim said, Mr. Tom Miranda was before the break. He is with us once again. Make sure you watch Matthew's Territories Wild. Uh, that is Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel Plus Adventure Bow Hunter. Uh, make sure you tune in for that when it comes back on. All right, now Tom, I, how, I, how big of a tortilla would you have to have for a moose burrito? A dos dos um, cuatro cinco, uh, something like that. <laughs> Siete. All right, so anyways, off the Spanish now. Um, <laughs> I got a one track. I, I haven't Jimmy. understood the show up till right, now. So Tom, I, I was actually reading a really interesting uh, personal story about you, man. Uh, talked about the first moose you ever harvested. Uh, tremendous story. You made five separate trips, ten days each. Ten days each, and on the fiftieth day. You finally harvested a moose. Now, most hunters would have given up long before then and picked up a rifle. But what made you stick with it and persevere uh, to see it through, man? Well, a moose was a nemesis animal for me, for sure. I mean, uh, I don't know. I was snake bit. You know, I grew up trapping. And uh, having that big bull moose uh, antlers uh, over the door, your log cabin was always a dream. You know? uh, maybe I wanted it too much sometimes <laughs> in, on these hunts. You know, you, you you want it so bad that yeah, you you do things you shouldn't be doing, and you, you don't have the confidence because it just seems like every day that goes by, you don't see one, or you don't get closer, you don't get an opportunity, and and that 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 probably was a lot of it. Maybe some of it was just bad luck, you know, just being just them not calling or whatever. But yeah, it takes it took me five trips, and uh, it does take a lot of persistence. I mean, bow hunting is all about patience and persistence. At the end of the day, if you're not gonna pick up a rifle and end the hunt, you know, typically on a gun hunt. It, uh, you can kill the animal at 200 yards or farther. Uh, in a bow hunt, it doesn't really even start till you get 100 yards from them. So, uh, bow hunting is a conscious decision to make the hunt harder than it needs to be, no doubt. Yeah. Now, you had mentioned confidence. Now, when you pick up your bow, you have complete confidence in that. I mean, it's like an extension of your arm, isn't it? Well, you want it to be, but uh, it's always difficult. I mean, you know, I learn something every day I go out. Every hunt that I'm on, I learn something new. I learn something different. Not only about the animals, but about myself and about hunting tactics and, and about trying to be successful. And, of course, the older you get, and I'm 57 now. Uh, I've been doing TV for a long time. Uh, I have to I have to perform. You know, I have to get it done. That's what we do. But, um, you know, sometimes I, I let animals go by, you know. I, let, I, I take it all in. And it's not all about the kill. And that's another thing that makes bow hunting so special 
it's not just about the kill. It's about the experience. And just to, to get to 65 yards and watch that bull elk walk away and know that you maybe could have made the shot, but that was a little far, so you didn't. I think that, you know, puts a feather in your cap and it puts another, you know, it's another experience under the belt. And typically a bow hunter, when he goes on a hunt, he's going to see way more animals, way more animals that are going to be a lot closer and he's going to experience much more because he's going to be up earlier and he's going to go to bed later. later. So, I mean, it's go early, stay late, and it takes a lot of time to put it all together. There's been guys that have shot all 29 North American big game animals in three years. It took me 13 years with a bow. So, I mean, it's, it's about do-overs. Yeah. Now, now, the thing is, when, you, when you're out there and you say you're up close and personal, you know, five to, to 40 yards, uh, you have to be pretty well concealed. Now, but have you noticed that when you're out there and you are in your Tom Miranda hunt mode, you're going to kill today, okay? Do you find that the animals are a little warier when you're in that mode? Do you think that, that the human Your aura. Person, yeah, your aura. Does it give off something? Uh, that that kind of uh, spooks the animal or certain, makes them a little wary, like a certain scent they can pick up. Who knows? I smell your fear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that um, I think when everything's right, it's right. I mean, if the wind's in your face and you've got good terrain cover and you do, and it's overcast where you don't have heavy shadows, um, if everything's tweaked out on your bow, so there's no squeaks. If you're wearing clothing that doesn't really brush the, the leaves or the sticks, uh, if you don't have a lot of potato chips on the ground, you know, a lot of crunchy leaves or anything. I think when things are right, you're going to have that opportunity regardless. Do animals have a sixth sense? Well, I think they for sure do. Uh, and that's where it comes into being too close. Uh, most of the time, though, it's hunters that make the mistakes that alert the animals. It's just the sun shining um, and your shadows cast out away from your cover. And the, the animal sees the shadow, the dark shadow moving on the ground. That's how they pick you up. You're well hidden, but your shadow is not because of heavy sunlight or there's, there's a lot of things that can go into that. Uh, the aura of an animal's sixth sense is definitely there. Whether it's going to make a difference on the day I kill or not, um, sometimes I think it does. I think they, they, I don't know how they figured me out, but they did. And But that's what makes bow hunting so special. You don't always get one. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Tom Moran. Of course, he has a program called Matthew's Territories Wild. That's right. Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. He is the Mr. Miyagi yes, of the is. archery world. He can catch flies with chopsticks. He's got a little better facial hair, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Mr. Tom, where can we find you online, buddy? TomRanda.com, Danielson. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that wax is on, wax off. the Mr. Tom Miranda. Once again, make sure you check him out. Matthews Territories Wild, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, plus Adventure Bowhunter. Who we got coming up next? Hey, come on next. we got Ralph and Vicky Cian Cerullo, and they have a program called uh, The Choice. With uh, Ralph and Vicky, that is Monday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Plus Archer's Choice. They are coming up next as we talk more about Archery Unlock Secrets to Success. Mr. Tom Man, you are so awesome, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for backing me. You guys have a great one. Say yeah. hi to Ralph and Ricky for me. Yeah, and congratulations on that, yes. that, that prestigious award. Yes, big time, buddy. Appreciate it, pal. Thanks. Target at 100 yards with a bow is not as difficult as you think. Try it. Not only does long-range practice make shots at close range seem like gimmies, but it also magnifies subtle mistakes in shooting form. If you mess up your form at 30 yards, you may still be in the kill zone. If you mess up at 100 yards, you'll miss the whole damn target and lose a $15 arrow.
JimandTrav.com. It's your online guide to hunting success. Deep below the surface of the ocean, they lie in wait. One of the most dangerous predators of the open sea. Outdoor Channel presents Blue Water Savages. An oceanic bite you, it's game over. A new original series that will leave you breathless. To see so many sides of their personality is extremely rare. But that's what this show is about. Now, human behavior affects shark behavior. Don't miss the series premiere of Blue Water Savages, Saturday, October 3rd at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Hot Caramel Apple Crunch is one of the tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snacking sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto-ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. If you're thinking about buying a new gun, remember to pick up Remington Gun Care Supplies. Protect your investment with the same products the country's top armorers have trusted for over 100 years. After all, when you need it is the worst time to realize your gun doesn't work. The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. And now more archery unlocked. Secrets to success. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. This is the Revolution with Jim and Travis. Before the break, we heard a two-parter with Tom Miranda. Boy, he had some great things that he gave us on bow hunting. And, of course, we're talking about archery unlock secrets to success. That's right. And our next guest, they are successful. Make sure you watch Tom, though. Matthew's Territory is wild. Uh, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Tom is the boss! He is. He's a boss, son. You know who else is a boss? No. That's no. Ralph. He's Superman. He, he Well, yeah, he's Superman. You see, Clark Kent, he's a total poser. Because Ralph is Superman. And he takes his... Instead of hiding behind those stupid glasses, he has a cool-ass man beard. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. And he takes his phone back with him. Ralph and Vicky. You got to make sure you watch Ralph and Vicky. See on on the choice with Ralph and Vicky. Uh, Monday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Plus, they have Archer's Choice. Ralph, Vicky. How you guys doing? Hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's quite an announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Ralph, I'm sorry. Funny as you guys talk as fast as I do. <laughs> well, we have to. We have to. Now, question for you guys, okay? So everybody watches you guys once again. The choice with Ralph and Vicky Monday, six thirty p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Got a question? You're always sitting out there, and, and this goes for everybody you watch on Outdoor uh, Channel. As the game's coming in, doesn't matter what you're pursuing, you're constantly range finding them. Now, is that just a prop for television because it makes kind of builds the anticipation, the excitement? How important is it to know the exact yardage of the game you're fixing to kill, harvest? Well, here's the big thing, guys, is the best thing you could possibly do is before that animal even approaches into your parameters where you think, you know, where you're comfortable with shooting, you range the tree, the bush, the grass, the yeah. grass clumps, the corn stalks, whatever. And this way you know, you know what I mean? So, so you try to limit that movement up in the stand, um, you know, or if you're calling them and they're coming in. Um, it's, it's so critical because here's the deal. We are talking about pinpoint accuracy today. I mean, you know, everybody practices. Well, we hope everybody practices. And, and you know, I, I mean, knowing the distance 
sort of gives you that little edge of confidence. It's not like when you draw back an anchor and you go, is it 25 or is it 34? Is it, you, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Every, every time you start chipping away on that confidence creates more of a, oops, I missed, or Ooh, that was a bad hit. So, you know, ranging is so critical, so important. And, you know, a lot of today's bows, even, you know, shorter draw lengths, and, and like women or, or even or guys. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said shorter draw lengths. You have the same as mine, so don't be pointing your finger at <laughs> When I wear the cape, I'm, 30, I'm a 34-inch draw when I wear the cape on it. <laughs> well, size does matter. Oh, my God, it makes Hi. my side hurt. Uh, that is Ralph and Vicky Cianciarillo, folks. <laughs> now, now I, I have to relay a story to you guys. When I first started bow hunting, and this was back in the in the seventies, uh, there was no such thing as a rangefinder. And I remember going out and actually pacing off, and sometimes even taking a tape measure out before the season. And I would find a tree or a bush, and and if it was fifteen yards, it got one wrap of a of a, a surveyor's tape. If it was twenty five yep. yards, it was two wraps, and so forth. And so I knew if any animal came in an injury direction if they pass those barriers and they're coming toward me then i knew that i could shorten up if you will on my my shooting to be able to get it but there was no way to know but these guys at nikon what a great group to figure out hey we've got some uh, pretty good uh, range finding material here well, one of the things too is like you were just saying going out and measuring is like ralph said you know if you're in a tree stand or you're stalking you're ranging ranging and you get everything done well there's so many people nowadays that are also putting in their own food plots oh yeah that, like you just out and you put a ring around a tree, we'll actually, we'll know where our tree stand or our ground blind is by our food plots, and we'll go out and put a stick or something out there, and we'll give ourselves marks, markers in the middle of that food plot. Not that it's going to stick out to the average, you know, to, you know, it's not like a neon orange post or something, but a stick or something where we can go ahead and do the same thing, where it's 15, 25, or 30, so we don't have to keep ranging them as those animals are walking through the food plot, too. So, I mean, and technology has gotten crazy. I mean, like you said, you know, back in the day, we didn't have range finders. Heck, when I first started bow hunting, and obviously Ralph's been hunting longer than I have, so remember they had that ranging thing where you had to twist it with yeah, a long that, rectangle and thing. And it was yellow boxes, and you had to focus it, and once once it stopped being fuzzy, it, you know, you then you, you kind of hope that was the yardage. But now you're <laughs> kind of like, you guys, it just, boom, you hit the range, it tells you 35 yards, you move the pin to 35, and you're done. Yeah. I think it really helps to become more, you know, more efficient out there. We're talking with a Ralph and Vicky Sianzarulo, the choice with Ralph and Vicky. That is Mondays, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. I choose now, them. obviously, animals become educated to the surroundings and hunting pressure. Take waterfowl, for instance. By the end of the season, those birds, they're so wary. They've seen every trick in the book, and they're hard to kill. And that, that same thing applies to big monster bucks. And so let's take a guy that hunts regularly or gal from a tree stand. Does it give you that much of an advantage? Obviously, you can maybe see a little better. Um, over hunting in a ground blind, do you think that you're less prone to get busted when you're in a tree stand? Or is it about or can the you teach them to look up? Will deer look up? Do they become accustomed to that? We actually, a bunch of years ago, remember that we went and we hunted down in Kentucky. Kentucky. And yep. we were hunting with an outfitter. And we sat in the tree stand, late Ralph, season. in that late season, and we're sitting in this tree stand, and we watched the deer come down this ridge and look up in a tree where you could see there used to be a tree stand. Really? Oh. Like, down the ridge and look up, because you could see the rings where the straps had been. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it was like, it was, that was an eye-opener. Yeah, deer will look up in the tree stand. The, the key to all hunting, though, is your wind. If you don't have the right wind, don't go there because you're going to put the pressure on those animals and they're going to figure it out. You know, and, and you guys nailed it, right? I mean, let's let's seriously 
let's address the, our average viewers and yeah. listeners. Most of them don't have, they don't even have 50 private acres to hunt, let alone 100 or 500 or 1,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our viewers and listeners are, you know, they're, they're hunting high-pressured deer or any other animal on state or public land. So, I mean, they can't control the pressure. One of the great things that, you know, that maybe can help is, especially when we start losing the foliage, guys, start thinking about ground blinds. Yeah. Man, you, you, if you could brush a ground blind in, I'm going to tell you, they are deadly. Now, true or false, this is for Vicky. Does Ralph rub his chest on the trees to set up mock scrapes? <laughs> I can't go into detail. <laughs> Wait, I can tell you this. It's not my chest, but look at the top of my head. You know what I do. <laughs> oh, there you go. God. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Ralph and Vicky Cianciarulo. They are the Archer's Choice. That's right. Uh, make sure you watch The Choice with Ralph and Vicky Monday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Also, Archer's Choice. Two great shows. Now, where can we find you guys online? Hey, you can find us at archerschoice.com or we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those fun things. It's just at Ralph and Vicky. You bet. Hey, coming up next, we got Miss Bunny, right? Miss Bunny, she is coming up next as we talk more about Archery Unlocked Secrets to a Success. You are not going to find two better people in the woods than a Mr. Ralph and Miss Vicky Sianza. Rulo. Once look again, for the cape. That's look for the cape. You find it <laughs> everywhere. Ralph, Vicky, thank you so much for what you do, and God bless. God bless, you guys. God bless you guys. Take care. Salvage from the editing room floor. Here's a revolution. Outtake. Rewind the tape. <laughs> no, I understand. How the hell do you get a hairless cat? I mean, that's what a- the hell were they doing in Egypt with those cats? To- that's what Mrs. Bunny and I were talking about the other day. Is like, how in the Because obviously it's a mutated strain of cat, right? Either that or they yeah. found one with a mange really bad. Yeah, they, they <laughs> just bred the shit right out of it, literally. No hair on that yeah. damn thing. That's crazy. You know, you yeah. would you would think if they could do that, then they could breed hair back onto it. Like, for people, maybe. I don't know, people that, you know, hereditary baldness. Yeah, the only problem is when you find out that you don't have any hair, you're usually about 60. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, your breeding days may be over. <laughs> this has been a Revolution Outtake. More Jim and Trav coming up in seconds. Best place to hunt giant mule deer is Colorado. So plan your dream hunt by purchasing Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls today at www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Mrs. Bunny, she is the one. Mrs. Mrs. Miss Bunny, Mrs. Mrs. Miss Bunny. 
This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, brought to you by Nissan. All right, hey, we're back. And before the break, we'll hear from Ralph and Vicky Sion Cerullo. That's a long name, isn't it? Yeah, the choice with uh, Ralph and Vicky. Monday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Plus, they have Archer's Choice. Two great shows. This is Bonnie! She's back. All right, Archery Unlocked. Secrets to success. What you got, Mrs. Bunny? If they had a nickel for every time someone butchered their name, can you imagine? <laughs> Sion Cerullo, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> Watch, no one has ever done it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what are you going to be talking about, Mrs. Bunny? The long-range accuracy tips. Uh, when you're shooting your arrow, bow. Now, now, what do you consider long range? Well, for most people, you're not going to take a shot with your bow 70, 80, 90 yards. No, I'm you not. Know, now, so can, can I cue the intro? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mrs. Bunny and her vast knowledge on long range accuracy is brought to you by Nissan. Now, it's official. You can start. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it sounds better now, right? Yeah, it does. Official. I have more esteemed, astute. Oh, wait. Hold on. Bows. Someone has to stop him. Bows and arrows. <laughs> what are you, English? Bows and arrows. <laughs> yeah. Bows and arrows. <laughs> what are you doing over there? All right, go take it away. I'm trying to figure out what the heck we're doing. <laughs> we're talking about archery hunting. Oh, that's right. So, being accurate at long distances isn't a must when you're bow hunting because most of your archery shots are going to be. Uh, 60 yards or less, most probably parts. even probably. 40 yards. So or less. right, probably right. that 20 to 40, 40 yard range. Yeah, yeah some really. people. Some That's people what you want. Will, yeah, some people out there will take a longer one. But really, when you're talking about long range um, bow shooting, it's more for target practice than it is for in the field. However, becoming proficient at long range uh, helps make you a better shooter because it makes you pay attention more to your form and uh, to help you find two problems with your bow. Because um, shooting at long distance um, tends to exacerbate the problems that you have with your form and uh, shows in your target when you shoot. And so you can correct those things to make yourself a better shooter. And also, when you're shooting at 80 yards, a 40 or 50 yard shot or a 30 yard shot is going to be much easier than an 80 yard shot. Oh, yeah. So it uh, gives you confidence, I guess, when you get back into the field. So one thing that causes a lot of um, archers to be off um, the market at a great distance is their rest not being properly tuned. Mm. So either the fletching comes in contact with the rest when the shot's taken or the rest causes the arrow to hit slightly to the left or the right of the mark. And the rest needs to be dead center for the arrow to hit perfectly every single time. So to ensure this is the case, you need to do walk back tuning. So essentially what you need to do is to you take your uh, target or a piece of cardboard or whatever you're going to do and you're going to put a piece of duct tape uh, straight down the center and just in one single line. Mm -hmm. uh, you start at 10 yards and then 20 yards and you keep going back by 10 yard increments from there and you shoot the same arrow every time and the goal is to keep the arrow hitting as close to the centers of the, of the line as possible every single time. Mm -hmm. If it starts to drift to the left or the right, Slightly as you back up, you need you know you need to tune your rest depending on whichever direction the shooter is off. So if a rest differs a little bit to the left or the right at close range, it's not a whole not a great big deal. Yeah. But at long range, it can have a big difference in how you're shooting. Well, and when you're shooting, obviously, and you're shooting a small uh, kill zone, it's crucial that you be able to get it in the perfect spot. Otherwise, it's the it's a matter of then trailing your game because you didn't make a good shot or putting one down right away. Then well, you should have paid attention to the very first segment of the show because you're exactly. going to be tracking it. You're going to be uh, trailing a lot of animals. But how many times, Mrs. Bonnie and Jimbo, you've been out there, been shooting bows behind the house, and uh, I mean, you're nailing them dead on. Uh -huh. 45, 50 yards, no problem. Move that target out to 100 yards and see where you're hitting. But it's amazing when you send 10 arrows down range at 100 yards 
and then you bump up to 60, you're like, holy crap, this is close. Yeah, actually, what I do then is I actually take and put the target on the side of a barn. Yeah. And then I shoot at it, and if I hit the broad side of a barn, he, he's okay. Yes. <laughs> when Jim archery hunts, he uses his 300 wind mag. That's it. That's I, put how. The, I put the arrow down the barrel. Yes, he does. And shoot it out. So, no, like you said, though, I- any little mistake is completely exacerbated. It really at is. A, at 100 yards plus whatever. So Right. And doing that can make you a better shooter because you see those problems, and then you can fix them yeah. for short or long distance. So the next thing is uh, form, inconsistencies in your shooting form. So to hit the same mark, shot after shot, you need to release your arrow the exact same way. And to do that, you need a consistent anchor point. A lot of people use the jaw and the tip of the nose when they pull back. So if the string is on the tip of your nose and you're using a peep sight, you can produce a consistent release every single time or whatever ritual you use. But you need to be able to produce a consistent shot every single time in order to be able to get it to land in the same spot every time. Mm. Actually, I use the corner of my mouth. Is that what there you go. Mm-hmm. Katniss Everdeen does? Katniss Everdeen? She has terrible form. <laughs> <laughs> this is deep. It what is. else have you got, Mrs. Bonnie? Okay, another thing that can affect your um, accuracy is inconsistent arrow weight. I don't think it's something that probably a lot of people think about, but yeah. every broadhead that's supposed to be 100 grains isn't always actually 100 grains. Uh, every arrow doesn't weigh exactly the same, and to be able to uh, shoot precision every time your arrows need to weigh the same thing same weight so that when they fly they hit the same mark so at 20 or 30 yards if um, a broadhead weighs a little so this is your arrow or your broadhead now if your broadhead weighs a little bit more than the next one you might not know a difference at a short distance but at a long distance a few a few grains here or there starts to add up and affect your accuracy the heavier it is you know the more drop you're going to have so uh Weigh, get out uh, an ounce uh, measure for like the kitchen or whatever, and actually weigh your broadheads and see if they are the same weight. A lot of hunters actually do it, and they want all of their arrows and their broadheads to weigh the exact same thing. That way they don't compromise accuracy. I would compare that to going out and shooting, let's say, a 100-grain bullet mm-hmm. and then switching in you not knowing to 125. Yeah. There's going to be a big or difference there. Or an 80. Or an 80, yeah. Either exactly. way. Uh, you're not expecting that and you think, oh, I've got a hundred grain, whatever, you know, for those rifle yeah, hunters. Who cares so, about 20 grains? Right. You know. It does make a big difference though. It does. Big, a difference. huge difference. So, all right. So that's number two. You got another one? Yeah. Lastly, um, broadheads can really affect the downrange accuracy of your arrow. Yeah. And so a lot of bow hunters think that um, using a mechanical head or a small diameter fixed blade head, they don't need to shoot broadheads when they practice. You know, as long as they can shoot a field tip and they can get it right down in the center, that they don't need to shoot a broadhead. However, uh, it makes a difference, uh, like we said, in the way that it flies. And so mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than getting out in the field and you've been shooting broadheads, in, or I mean, field tips in practice and you get out there and it flies completely different you need to and plan it does. yeah you need to plan on wasting at least one broadhead or one mechanical whatever that you're using uh you need to plan on wasting at least one of them for your practice that way you know that it's going to fly the same way every time you practice with the actual gear that you're going to use amen to that so yeah yeah I- mrs bunny is that it that is it boys Good job. all right so archery unlock secrets to success on today's show coming up next kind of sad it's just the close here is word for mark though big shout out to Outdoor Channel, also uh, Nissan and Remington. Got to get to a break. How about Cabela's? World's foremost South Pitter. All right, close is coming up next. Here is Mark, Mrs. Bunny. Way to go. Woo-hoo! We love you. Love you too, boys. Bows. Shut up. Bows, Bows and arrows. All right, got to get to a break. We'll return right after this. Stay 
grounded. You don't have to climb a tree to bow hunt. A natural ground blind works great in the deer woods, elk timber, or pronghorn prairie. The key is having good back cover to hide your silhouette. Or you can inch through the woods wearing a ghillie suit, stopping for periods at likely spots. A small stool can help you sit more comfortably and makes it easier to draw. JimandTrav.com. Listen. Learn. Bow hunt. Remington Gun Care Products. They last longer and clean deeper, giving you better accuracy, a smoother action, and the confidence you need for the most demanding shots. Trusted by the world's top armorers, Remington Gun Care. Look for it wherever you buy your favorite shooting supplies. If you're like us, you love the outdoors. It's that special place where you can forget the day-to-day and just unwind. It's your sanctuary, your heaven on earth. We're in the same boat which is why we built just the vehicle to take you there, the 2015 Nissan Titan. It's our biggest, baddest, most capable pickup truck that sports a beefy 317 horsepower from a massive V8 engine, complete with a one-ton payload and up to a hardcore 9,500 pounds of towing capability, giving you more than enough power to get your boat out of the driveway and into the lake. See you out on the water. Nissan. Innovation that excites. Available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. Hundreds of thousands of hunters pour into Colorado each year for dream hunts. Find out why and buy Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls today. 719-661-4037. We specialize in people that are sick. Would you mind telling me just when you two caballeros contemplate leaving? Thanks for joining us this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Hey, what a great show. You know, I almost feel like I want to pick up a bow again and go hunting. I love old Tommy Tomboy Miranda. That doesn't even sound right. Uh, <laughs> big shout out to Tom Miranda. Also, Ralph and Vicky Seance Rulo. Mrs. Bunny, doubleheader. You're amazing. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah. Hey, we also want to thank our 437 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes a show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fungio, our producer Mark Canary, and Frank the Sound Guy. And God for making trees so our ancestors could whittle bows out of them. Yeah, and actually making a, a mashed potatoes to put next to our venison. Alright, so get outdoors this weekend. Take some kids with you. Introduce them uh, to archery hunting or fishing. Whatever you want to do, just get kids outside. God bless you boys and girls. Peace out. We all love you. We love them, don't we? I do. That was convincing. <laughs> Alright, she doesn't kiss me, but she'll kiss you. Uh, local news weather is coming up next We will return right after next week. (laughs) Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.